good day and welcome to the FIFA World Cup show for today, Monday, the 27th of June 2022. Wherever you are tuning in to this episode from across the multiple cities of the world, whether you are in the USA, on the African continent, North America, South America, Asia, Europe, and Oceania. Welcome to your most exciting, informative, and educative sports show on the calling platform with yours truly, Philip Alimo. And I've got love for sports and undoubtedly the FIFA World Cup. And on tonight's episode, we've got a special guest with us. Joining us for tonight's episode is a special guest, like I earlier indicated, is Benjamin Tete, who's played international football across Europe and also he's also played at different levels of the FIFA World Cup tournaments from the under 17, under 20, all the way to the senior level. And tonight, He's joined us for the show. And um, I can see Benjamin. Benjamin, kindly press the call button and join us. Yes. So Benjamin is with us. And uh, just before we kick kick off with the show, I would officially introduce the show with Ryan Sharp and the rubber band Dream Big Tune. And... uh, just before we begin tonight's episode, because our, our guest for tonight is one person who has dreamt big, and tonight is also played on the big stage, and we are privileged to have him with us. So let's hear from Ryan Sharp and the rubber band that says, Dream Big. Oh, 
Yes, so that is Ryan Sharp and the rubber band with Dream Big. Benjamin, good evening and welcome to tonight's episode of the FIFA World Cup show. Hi, Philip. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Benjamin. Hi. Good evening and welcome to the show. Good evening. Thank you very much, Philip, for having me on your show. It is a privilege. It is a privilege. And um, like I rightly indicated, for my cherished audience, uh, Benjamin currently plays his club football in the Turkish Super League. He's a full Ghanaian international and a striker who plays for Yeni Matalaspor. And uh, proud to join in Yeni Matalaspor, he's had stints in Belgium with Standard Liege, Sivalko, Bohemians and Spartak Prague. And he's also played at the Under-20 World Cup with Ghana and he's also hoping to play at the biggest stage for any footballer later this year in Qatar 2022 with the Black Stars of Ghana. Benjamin, welcome to the show once again. Thank you very much, Philip. And uh, Benjamin, uh, walk us through what your early life looked like, how you started as a young, growing up as a young boy. Um, I would say, you know, it's been playing football since I was young and it's always been um, a dream to play at the at the big stage and at a big level and then I am really fortunate and grateful to God that I was able to to get the chance to to, to be where I am now so uh growing up where did you grow up as a boy um I grew up in I grew up in Tema, Tema Newtown Awesome. Uh, for the purposes of my audience who may not know where Tema is, if you could give us a bit of perspective no, where Tema is. Tema is located in Ghana, Accra, uh, a small town, a small city or a small town um, close to Accra. So, yeah, that's where I grew up from. And uh, where did you have, did you have your early education in terms of your education from basic I school, had, middle yeah, school? I had all my education in Tema also. I went to um, St. Anglican's um, primary school and then JHS there. Um, I was not able to attend um, senior high school. So, yeah, that was the only education I got from Ghana. And uh, growing up as a young footballer, what was it like for you? What teams did you play at the, young, at the early stages of your career? Walk us through um, to the point where Dreams FC scouted you to play for them. So, okay, so um, at a young age, I, I basically actually um, started um, as a goalkeeper. So I was registered to Royal Anderlecht in Ghana in Tema, but I was never like going. So I was just like around and I started playing again. So I became a footballer, um, a, a player instead of a goalkeeper. Then I was scouted from Accra. Um, Kindogo Babies, um, the owner of Mighty, uh, Mighty Jets, he's got like a coast team called Kindogo Babies. So he scouted me from Tema. So I played a little bit in the coast in Accra. And then I was scouted there to the national under 17. 
So I basically, after the coach, during the coach games, I was scouted by Coach Opele, and then he brought me into the national team in the under-17. Then I played the under-17, and I was the, they promoted me to the senior team, which is Mighty Jets. So I played Mighty Jets a little bit in the Division One. Then um, I think I played Mighty Jets for maybe a year and a half or two. And then I was scouted by by an agent, my agent that I'm with him still now, Sasha Impaha. We played an agent games, and then he 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 bought me from Mighty Jet, and then he loaned me to Dreams FC. So basically, that's how it started for me in Ghana. Wow, what a what what a journey it has been for you. So from Dreams FC, uh, where where did you go next for the purposes of my audience? Yeah, from Dreams FC. Um, so from after the under seventeen. I went on trials in Manchester City with um, Right to Dream Academy, Tom Vernon. So we trained there. We played some games for about three months there. Then we go back to Ghana. Then I went back to my club, Mighty Jets. And then we played like um, like a justified qualifications for the to be selected to the under-20 national team. So I was part of the under-20. They, I got selected and I was part of them. But whilst I was with under 17, I was at that 20, I was still traveling to Europe, um, I think, um, for almost every every three or four months. So I first went to Red Bull Salzburg for trial. Then I go back. I couldn't sign because I was not 18 and then I was around 16, 17. So I couldn't sign. Then I went on trial again in Borussia Mönchengladbach. And then I went on trial also in Basel. And then I also got the opportunity to train with Atletico Madrid. And then <clears throat> we went to Under-20 World Cup. I played first in the Under-20 African Cup of Nations in Senegal. Then we played the World Cup in New Zealand. And then after I signed my first um, professional contract with Standard Liège in, in Belgium. Wow, Benjamin, you have such a beautiful journey. We'll take it, we'll take it journey step by step. First, tell us about your experience when you went to Manchester City Academy. Was that your first travel experience uh, outside of Ghana to Europe? Um, I was already traveling with the national team, so we already been to Europe already. But it was my first time that I traveled like, with the club to, 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 to Europe outside Ghana. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. We, we were together. We had, a, we had a fantastic team. We had a lot of great players. Yao Yeboa, Thomas Japan. And a lot, but a few to mention. So it was really good. We had a good time there. Then we got to Ghana. We came back to Ghana. For the purposes of my audience who are in the United States, Yao Yeboa yep. currently plays with Colombo's crew in Ohio. So yep. uh, that is the player he's, he's, currently, he's referring to. And uh, uh, Benjamin, you, you've got a very beautiful story. I'm highly impressed. And uh, so walk us through what the experience was like for you playing at the Under-20 World Cup and uh, your first game and, and subsequent games. Um, I mean, I, if I remember very well, the first, um, a lot of us were a little bit um, nervous, you know, because it's the first game and it's, it's a World Cup. Even though it's the Under-20 World Cup, it's it's like every every youth or every young guys um, dream to play at the at the at the World Cup. So I was I was really happy. It's 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 meant a lot for me. It opened a lot of doors for me, and it gave me um, a lot of confidence as well. So yeah, it was it was it was incredible. 
And uh, Ben, if you could walk us through what coach has been the most influential figure in your career? In Ghana or outside Ghana or in Europe? So if you could give us in Ghana and outside of Ghana as well, that would, that would also be good because I'm sure there are many coaches who have impacted your journey so far. Yeah, in Ghana, I would say um, um, Kotopele first because he was the one who scouted me to the under-17 and then Selastete Bobovich. That's um, my, 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 my father. He, he wow. did a lot of things and gave me a lot of confidence. Then called Martin Ashek. He was really good. He gave me a lot of confidence. He, he, he made me do anything I want on the pitch. He made me know that he believed in me. And then when I moved to Sparta, I had a coach. Um, the name was Shazni. He was the coach who actually made me know that I'm a striker and I have to stay on top to score more goals. Before, I was just like playing around, going on the wings and just playing. You know, I just wanted to enjoy the game. So he he actually made me know that I'm a striker and I always have to be around the ball. So I would say I give a lot of credit to him because he made me realize something that I didn't know. So, yeah, I would say Chazny also. Wow. For my audience, uh, the coach whom he mentioned, Salastete, is the only African coach to have won the Under-20 World Cup in 2009 with Ghana. And uh, he's also the same coach that took Benjamin to the World Cup in 2015 in New Zealand. Uh, at the Under-20 World Cup, you played against Argentina if my memory served me right, serves me yeah, right. Yeah, and, uh, I scored against Argentina. Yes. And walk us through what that game meant for you and the feeling. Um, so prior to the game, we already drew with um, Austria. So we, we had a lot of pressure to, to win against Argentina. And Argentina was the, was the favorite of the tournament. They were tipped to win the tournament because they had like some great players and then they had a good team. So... They kind of like saw us and the like the underdog or I don't know what, but um, <clears throat> we we played and then we won. It was three two. It was um, it was one of the craziest game of my life because we were leading three zero, and then they equalized two in the short period and towards the end of the game. So we had like crazy pressure on us and stuff. But it was like one of the most like craziest game I've played. Oh, wow. Wow, Benjamin. I'm really impressed with your journey and I'm, I'm in awe listening to you. I'm sure so is my audience. How was your transitioning period like moving to an international team? Were you starstruck at any given point when you first moved to Europe or you had that confidence and belief in yourself? What was your transition like? Um, for me, I, um, I don't think I was like starstruck or something because I was already traveling to Europe before I signed my first professional contract. So it was um, it was okay for me because I already have with um, most of my teammates already. So that was like really fun. We go to settle, quite, um, settle really well. So it was really like a smooth journey for me. Yeah. So how challenging were the winter training sessions initially when you first moved? Yeah, I remember my first winter training in, in Belgium. We we were training and then it was like super cold and I had just had to run away from the from the field without the coach permission or something because I couldn't bear it anymore. It was snowing as hell, like crazy. So I just like ran off the pitch. It was <laughs> it, it was very difficult to settle a little bit in the winter. 
Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Many young players, uh, no, you are not just the only one I've had this experience. Uh, so how did you acclimatize? What were some of the things that you did to acclimatize to the system? Um, they got me a lot of gloves and a lot of stuff, so I could cover myself as much as I could. And then I had to warm up. I had to warm up also in the gym and before training sessions. So it's like you're kind of already warm before you get out, so you not feel like really cold. Yeah. I see. So what aspect of training or coaching improved your game during your career so far? Um, I'll say Shazni because. Like I like I said earlier on, he was the one who actually made me know that I'm a striker and I always need to be around the box to um, improve my movement around the box and score a lot of goals. And I listened to him in my first um, year in Sparta, first six months in Sparta, I scored 10 goals. So I always give that credit to him and he's been like a rock in my in my. It's, it's, it's been something good that I learned from him. Yeah. During your time as Spartak, you won the Czech Cup in the 2019-2020 season. You also won the Belgian Cup in the 2015-2016 season with Standard Liège. As a young player, walk us through the feeling of winning these prestigious trophies in the seasons. Yeah, I remember my first trophy with Standard. That was Victor Vardes because he was alone in the club and like a legend like Victor Vardes who played with all the great stars. He was there, so... The feeling was different because it's the first trophy that I've won like internationally. So it was really great and I really enjoy every bit of it. Yeah. Uh, at Spartak, winning the Czech Cup, what was the journey like? Um, at Sparta, it wasn't, it wasn't easy because um, when you're playing at um, a club like Sparta, it's like um, the biggest club in Czech for me. And every year you have pressure to win a trophy. If you don't win the league, then at least you have to win the, the cup. And we were not lucky to win the league. So winning the, 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 the Czech Cup was um, was um, sort of a relief because there is always pressure from the fans. And so I was happy that we were able to achieve that. It wasn't an easy journey because we have a lot of um, ups and downs. But I was happy at the end that we got a trophy during that season. Definitely. And uh, Benjamin, on the 9th of October 2021... In a World Cup qualifier against Zimbabwe, you made your senior debut for the Black Stars of Ghana. What was the feeling like for you? Um, it's, I, I don't know how to describe the feeling because, you know, I already played under 17, under 20, and then under 23. So the next biggest thing for me to do was to play for the Black Stars. And I remember when I got the, the letter from the FA that my, my club told me that I'd be invited to the national team. The first person I called was my family and I just, I shared the, the joyful moment with them and I was so happy and even the, the, the football. So I think it's 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 been like really like a privilege and I'm I'm so blessed and I'm grateful that I got the opportunity to play for the Black Stars. And uh, you just also didn't play for the Black Stars as well, but you were privileged and honoured to play earlier this year at the African Cup of Nations. Not many players get to play at the African Cup of Nations and uh, get to experience the feeling. And right here on this show, we celebrated you on many occasions during the game. Unfortunately, Ghana got kicked out at the group stages of the competition. But walk us through the feeling 
representing your country at the African Cup of Nations and what goes through the preparation and the cycle as a player for each game? Um, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I think it was a great honor for me also because during the preparation we had a, we had a training camp in Qatar and then we prepared. Fortunately, because of COVID, the team couldn't um, get the best preparation that we, we, we should have because we struggled with a lot of players out because of COVID. But then when we got to the tournament, we got our, our head straight and we were happy. We want the only goal that we had was to make the nation proud. But uh, um, football, you never know what happens. happened that we got eliminated and I had a very unfortunate at all. I know you, you didn't ask me, but it's something that I need to get it off my chest. You know, it's something that really hurts me a lot because it's it's it painted a picture of me to the world that I am. So everyone do better when I get the chance to to play, and it's I really have I don't have that I've never spoken about since um, the incident, but um, I would like to apologize to everyone who was disappointed by me, and everyone who supported me also. Um, yeah. Benjamin is just referring to a very key incident uh, that happened during the African Cup of Nations. We've not um, asked him about it, but he's spoken about it. And uh, since he's also spoken about it, it's very important we clarify and we give our audience perspective because uh, we try to encourage perspective on this uh, particular platform. And uh, I would give our audience excerpts of those moments and then we'll come back to Benjamin. But in that, in that particular tournament, Captain Andre Ayu uh, spoke also as well, and I'll also give excerpts of that. There's going to be a yellow card here for, uh, is it Pencil? Is there a red card here coming? All sorts of unnecessary disappointment and uh, emotions spilling over here in the closing stages. It's the benches too who are getting involved. All unnecessary. And uh, with the, the VAR these days, there could be some serious consequences. There was a yellow card brandished. Now, what's going to happen here? I think the coach has been at the heart of all of this. Uh, he's exchanging uh, insults with the Ghanaian players and now with the staff as well. Uh, not much uh, dignity being shown by several key members of... Uh, both teams and there is uh, the Gabonese now demanding that uh, some action be taken against someone there's an incident that uh, we might have missed in these closing stages these are scenes of course that really so that is the incident uh, Bernard uh, Benjamin was referring to in the Ghana Gabon game I'm going to play excerpts of the captain of the Ghana team Andre, I use uh, response to that incident during the press conference at the time, and uh, I'll come back to Benjamin. Andre, yeah, after the game, we saw you, you guys protesting vehemently. Even before the game continued, after the goal, what, what, what were you guys protesting, and why were you so um, aggressive with, with a complaint to the referee? 
I don't understand this question because were you also watching the game? So you know what happened. The Ghanaian player was on the floor, right? We had the ball. We had the ball. We put the ball out intentionally because our player is on the floor. So when the what do we do? When the ball is coming, you take the ball, Gabon. You give it back to Ghana. Simple as that. So we are waiting for the ball to come back, but the ball is not coming back. And they play, and they that's how they got their their only open open chance of the game. <laughs> that is it. So it's very small of them. Very small. I'm disappointed in in them. But um, no problem. We are Ghana. We are going to win the last game and go to Shala. So this was Captain Andre Ayu speaking after that game in which ben, uh, uh, Benjamin is referring to. This was the Ghana-Gabon game at the African Cup of Nations. Unfortunately, if you watch the clip very well, uh, incidents happen. We do not know what exactly happened, but unfortunately, a very fine player like Benjamin was red-carded, and that is what Benjamin was referring to in, the, in, in, a, in, a, in a statement briefly. So, Ben, if you could walk us through exactly what happened specifically on the field of play that uh, resulted in that feisty um, affair. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, so um, basically what happened, like Andrea, you stated earlier on, you know, um, the, the ball was out and they were supposed to play fair play. And they they ignore all the rules in the game, and then they went ahead to score. So I mean, tempers were high and everything. Then after the game, I saw them, you know, all of them going on my captain. So I was just like running there to protect my captain also, which I didn't punch the guy. I was just like when I saw him running towards me, I was just like trying to you know push him away. But fortunately for me, I'm tall and I got long hands, so my my palm hit his face and he went down. And that was what happened, and I feel very sorry about it. And it was it's one of the baddest or the saddest moments in the, in my career, which I never even wanted to speak about it. I, I've never spoke about it since the incident, and this is the first time that I'm talking about it. I feel very sad anytime I remember the 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 incident because it's something that's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. But I mean, this is life, you know. We we learn from our mistakes, so I know I've learned so much from from that. So I'm I'm it's 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 okay now. I'm okay now, you know. Yeah. We we thank God you are okay, and uh, like I rightly said, you are a fine player, and uh, we know players dramatize situation. And uh, for the purposes of my audience, and uh, on this show, this is your most exclusive platform. Benjamin has never spoken about this anywhere on any other platform and even to any of the biggest network this is your most biggest and trusted network on the calling platform and uh, uh, we hope you share the link with your friends family and loved ones to get accepts of these details and uh, benjamin uh, 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 for some of us will be wondering how do you keep yourself positive when things don't go on your way on the field of play as a striker um, I, I always try as much as to, to keep myself in the game and keep my mind positive because, um, negative brings nothing to, to you, you know, so, and you cannot fight anything that's going against you. You just have to try to be positive in every situation. So 
always keep myself positive. And even when it's going bad, I keep believing that I can still, you know, do something or change something. So I always keep my head positive. I never think about negative when I'm on the field or something. And uh, recently, uh, Ghana played an international friendly in Japan. And uh, you, you featured in that game against Chile, where you had a very, very good game. Walk us through playing against Chile at the Kirian Cup in Japan. Um, so during the, before the game, um, I spoke with the coach and I'm grateful because um, I asked him a lot of stuff and then he also gave me the opportunity to play, which I'm grateful and also taught me something new that I, I, I didn't know that I needed to add to my game. So he, he told me that and I was, I was really happy and then he gave me the opportunity and I was, I was, I think I was, I quite impressed him with my performance. I hit the post twice, which was very unfortunate. It could have been my first goal and I would have been very happy, but it was a, it was a good game for, for, for all of us. It test us to, to, before the World Cup, it's, it's, it's a good game for us. So, yeah. And uh, prior to Ghana qualifying to the World Cup, Ghana played Nigeria which was uh, fierce West African neighbors to book the ticket to Qatar as a result of the incident that happened at the African Cup of Nations. Uh, even though you would have wished to play a part, you couldn't, you couldn't because of the circumstances. But uh, where did you watch the game for that particular uh, qualification to the Mundial? And how was the feeling like for you? Can you walk us through? I mean, you know, when Ghana and Nigeria plays, it's like... Um the Champions League final, you know. So every footballer will wish to, 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 to play. I watched that game with my family and it was it was difficult for me to watch because I know that um if I not if not for my incident, I would be there to, to represent my nation and it will be one of the you know proudest moments because Ghana, Nigeria, everybody watches this game, you know, and that's where you can also show everyone like your talent and what you have and yeah, it was really difficult to watch the game, but at the end, I was glad that we came out victorious. At the end, you were glad that you came out victorious. Ghana at the World Cup will be playing against Uruguay, South Korea. Uruguay, Ghana will be a repeat of the 2010 quarterfinal. Uh, our first game against Portugal will be a repeat of our last game that we played in our last appearance in 2014 against Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal. How are you looking forward to those games later in the year? Um, first of all, Ghana-Uruguay, I think it's it's going to be a motivation for for most of us, the young guys. For most of us, the young guys, because um, we all know what happened in 2010 when Ghana played Uruguay. So, at that time, we were all young. It's something that like any Ghanaian remembers and it feels safe. It feels sad, so I think it's going to be a game that we would like to revenge what happened in 2010. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a very um, great motive. We are going to be motivated to, to get the revenge that we needed. And uh, are you looking forward to playing against Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal? Yeah, of course. Cristiano Ronaldo is the, is, um, the best player in the world, and when you play... With him on the same pitch, then you know that you've been able to achieve something. So, I mean, I'm looking forward. 
Definitely. We'll come back to uh, life uh, with your with your club last season and everything. But I want to give our cherished audience opportunity to also ask you a question. And um, I will take Justin. Well, um, hello, Benjamin. Hi, Justin. Um, thank you for having me, and I really appreciate you um, in the in in this in this modern time of football still being playing like a target man and actually trying to keep keep that keep that style of football alive and i am glad and i have i, I have just two questions for you um, i would like to ask um for last season i want to know what were your personal milestones and were you successful in achieving it and the last one would be who is the sports icon that has influenced you the most Okay, sure. Um, thank you, Justin, for for your question. And last season, I was I wasn't happy at all with my with what I achieved because I I, I actually started the season really well, and then I thought I could achieve something really great because first half of the season I scored six goals, and it was going good until I don't know what happened to our club. Our president decided not to pay any player anymore, so all the players left. And we were playing with second second team players, which um, they were like really good talent, but wasn't enough for us to to get going. And just one or two players can never play in the game, so I wasn't happy with the situation at the club. But it's something that's above my power, and I couldn't do anything about it. And as far as I had a contract with them, and then I have to obey the contract, so I stayed and then I played. But the season could have gone really good because I started the season very well. And I had a lot of good players around me until everything changed and then everyone left. So I wasn't happy about the situation. But like I said, you know, it's um, something that's above my my capability. So I just had to respect that. But um, hopefully everything changes now. And to your second question, um, I've always loved um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, I love his confidence level and he's, he's always been a fighter. If you watch most of his documentary, you will know how he grew up and everything. So um, he always keeps me motivated um, because where I come from, also you always have to um, you have to have confidence to get to where where I am now. So yeah, I've always been inspired by Islay Ibrahimovic. Yeah, it's it's actually not a coincidence because I know uh, I've heard people call you Big Zlatan. If I'm right, yeah, most 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 people call me Big Zlatan. Yeah, why why do they call you Big Zlatan? Zlatan, yes, but the big. Um, because of my height, I guess. I see. Awesome, uh, Benjamin. Uh, some of my audience, there are so many people who look up to you as a young as a young uh, footballer and everything, and uh, they wish to also play at the top level. What are the things that you do to keep you insane, especially with all the stardom on social media? A verified social media account. You every uh, match day, you travel with your team on a chartered flight. You sleep in one of the first class hotels. You're playing for the national team. You you literally have the attention on you. What are some of the things that you have done to keep you on on, on still on track as a, as an international soccer star? Um, first of all, I would say um, I give thanks to God to. To, for 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 giving this opportunity and for giving me this talent and 
it doesn't take only um, hard work to get to where I am now. If you believe, um, if you believe in God, I will actually advise most of the young guys to take God serious also and try and then believe in Him and pray, and take also their training very serious. You know, because you cannot get to where you are, and how like um, talent is not enough anymore. You know, you have to do more than what you have, so and more than your talent to 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 get to the top level. So. Yeah. And uh, when you are not playing football, what do you do for hobby? What are you, what is your personal life like? I like playing basketball. Oh, awesome. So did you follow the NBA season yeah, uh, that just ended? Uh, so what do you make of, of, of Celtic uh, winning, winning the season? No, Celtic didn't win. Um, the Warriors won, actually. Sorry, sorry, I got that wrong. Yes, uh, I I love the Celtics. I love them. So uh, it's just a coincidence that I I expressed sorry it. Sorry for you then. <laughs> so what do you make? What do you make of the season of the of the, uh, of the season? I mean, you know, when you have Steph Curry in your team and everything, you, you have when um, Clay came came back from injury. I already knew that we were going to to win the 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 championship because you know Clay when whenever he's around Steph. I, I think Steph feels more confident in Draymond Gray at the back and everything. So, yeah. And I knew that they would win the championship. Wow. Wow. Ben, I've really enjoyed speaking to you and I'm sure my audience have as, as well enjoyed speaking to you. And um, as we're getting ready to wrap up with the interview, next season is approaching. I know um, you, uh, Yeni Matalaspor, are no more in the top flight football and uh, your audience and your fans will be wondering what's next for Benjamin. I know uh, you don't want to give a lot of details, but can you give us some form of assurance for those of us who love and care about your well-being? Um, thank you very much. Um, yeah, for sure. We got relegated last year, but I have no plans um, staying in the second league because I think I can play better than the second. I'm not saying I'm better than the second league, but um, I'll prefer to play in the top flight than rather playing the the, the the second league. So I we are we are trying to work things out and see see the outcome because you are still in the transfer period. So yeah, we're waiting to see what's what's next. Definitely. Uh, Benjamin, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. And uh, one last question. What do you do uh, for hobby? Your your hobby? I told you I like playing basketball. You like playing basketball, but apart yeah. from basketball, what else do you do? You, do, you do? Or only basketball when you're not playing football? I've been reading a little bit and watching series and stuff. Yeah, that's what I do mostly when and playing with uh, playing around. Yeah, yeah, but basketball is your most favorite. Basketball yeah, is your most favorite, yeah. definitely. I, I was I should have reframed the question well, but uh, Benjamin, I've really enjoyed speaking to you. I've been in awe listening to you and for me that my highlight of the conversation was the different aspects of your journey going on trials at Manchester City, Atletico Madrid, Borussia Mönchengladbach and to the point where you officially uh, joined Standard Liège and uh, I think that really inspired me a lot that uh, you've worked hard and we should not give up on our dreams regardless of the disappointments that comes our way. And uh, as always, it's been a pleasure speaking to you and also coming your way with today's episode of the FIFA World Cup show. 
And uh, I'll leave you with the official soundtrack of the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022, which says, higher, higher, better together. And we hope uh, Benjamin will have a better transfer season, a better season, and a better World Cup with the Black Stars of Ghana. And also to the entire team at Calling, we wish you good times and better times together. And uh, Justin, Magic, thank you for joining us for today's episode. And together, let's continue to make the FIFA World Cup show your most authoritative, informative, and educative sports show on the Calling platform. Until our next episode, it's bye for now.